What's up, planner lovers? This is your girl, Sharice, and I'm back with this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. Listen, this week, I'm excited for the guest for this week. Her brand is bomb. You know her. I know you know her. Her planners are all over Instagram, and they are fire. I'm talking about Vivian over at Notique. I know you've seen them, the blush pink and the black and that texture and that paper is just mm. So we're here to talk about her story and her story is so amazing, I had to break it up into two parts. So this first part, you're gonna hear all about everything that she did and how her life helped turn her into the businesswoman that she is today. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast. So my first question is, I ask everyone this, how did you get into planning? All right. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, and my parents, my dad is a retired surgeon now. He's a retired doctor, medical doctor, and my mom is a retired nurse, and mm-hmm. they they are traveled medical professionals. They're well-traveled, and when I was born, I was registered or signed up with a private school in Lagos called Corona, Corona Primary School. And we, it was a very special school. I think it has an English heritage. And so at school, once you moved from nursery school, which is primary, well, nursery school is like elementary, pardon me, elementary. And you moved from elementary to primary school, which is kind of like lower, sorry, higher elementary to beginning of middle school thereabout or something. They, or high school, you know, they... They start you off the moment you can write, the very moment you can write. They issue what's called a memo book. We called it a memo book. It was a little blue book that had ruled lines. And every single day at the end of school, your teacher would have you bring out your memo book so you could write out your your daily assignments or daily homework. And so I remember from, I think from six years old, the moment I could write, and they will make you write in your memo book every single day. They would make you write out your plan. So the idea there was that you could get everything in your head as a little student onto paper. They truly believe that if they could get little children to write out, they would produce fine leaders and all of that. And so from my childhood, from six years old, I want to say I started planning from six years old because (laughs) school made me write out my plans, you know, and I grew up with that. I grew to fall in love with writing. I grew to fall in love with journaling. In fact, uh, Cherise, I would, I remember as a child, I had this long, once of course I grew a bit older, maybe early teens or so, I, I would, I picked out a journal and I would write out my thoughts, my plans, and I would set it on the side of my bed. And honestly, no kidding. I truly believed that every night an angel would come to my the side of my bed, my nightstand, pick up my journal and take it to God every night and bring it oh. back before I woke up in the morning. I'm not kidding. I'm That's not so kidding. Sweet. I am not kidding. I truly believe that every, so I always made sure that I would, I, I, I dressed up my little notebook because we didn't have planners like we do. It was only the parents that could afford, you know, the fancy planners and agendas mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, but 
I just made up mine. I dressed it up, used a uh, beautiful gift wrap to wrap around the covers so that it's not the, you know, the, it's the not regular the plain cover. Yeah, not the plain <laughs> cover. And then I would just, I picked up a really special pen or whatever I had then and, you know, drew. I'm, I'm an artist. I'm an artist by gifting. And, you know, I would draw in it and make it special and, and just write and write out my thoughts, my hopes, my dreams, and just get it out of me and mm-hmm. just every day wake up and just believe that those dreams will come come true and and at at for at that moment i didn't know any better but i knew enough that i needed to get my my thoughts and my writing out there for what i hoped my life would become and so from my childhood 6 years old and i've grown tech, you know i've become an adult, adult now mm-hmm. and and i've modified along the way i've incorporated some technology but i will tell you Sharice, there is nothing like good old writing out on paper there is mm-hmm. no, it just feels like once you get it out of you and you put it down in writing it it's 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 a miracle that when you look back it's like it does come true you know it yeah. does come to pass it's i think it's a special it's a special quiet secret that god has given us you know that those who discover it are able to maximize it you know mm-hmm. and 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 if you're a person of faith like me god also talks about writing you know many times in in scripture god would speak to a prophet and have him grab something to write write things out the 10 mm-hmm. commandments is god's handwriting on stone do you see yes. that you know it's yes. god's plan on stone yes. <laughs> amazing right the vision make it right. plain yes god's writing on so so it's amazing that that we we those of us who are planner girls or planner people when we latch on and when we embrace the gift writing is a gift writing is a gift yes. and and being able to plan is a gift i truly believe that god is the ultimate planner from the very beginning from from genesis chapter 1 from scripture we get to see god god's plan and we're still benefiting from god's plan until today you know god has a plan and mm-hmm. and so if we can just if there are more people that can embrace planning then i believe that there there'll be more people like god does that make sense you know yes, there'll no, be more no, people that can walk in the power of god because god modeled that to us and so yeah i've been a planner girl since 6 years old i guess since i could write <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that i got my planning start in middle school so wonderful wonderful <laughs> i completely wonderful. understand it now you talked <laughs> about um um living in nigeria and you yes. moved to the states in 97 yes. um What was that transition like for you? Okay, so quite contrary to what some people think, Nigeria is a very is a is is a very developed country. The only difference is it's not as developed as some of the leading countries of the world. Uh, I, I also like to say that we are we've got a lot of very developed people and very very intelligent people and Nigerians do tend to lead many Nigerians do tend to lead wherever you find them or whatever industry that they're at and so mm-hmm. for for me I was blessed to be born to middle income earning parents who mm-hmm. happen to be health professionals like I mentioned and so they're very well traveled and like many middle income earners in Nigeria and high income earners in Nigeria and so at the mo- at the time that we moved 
it so happened that things had just become really bad financially. Nigeria was struggling with leadership at the at the time. We've gone back and forth with with uh, military leadership and civilian leadership, and all of that toggle really impacted the economy, the growth. There were some pluses and there were some minuses. And mm -hmm. so in 97, things had gotten really bad. My parents were, my, my dad's, my dad, my dad is a specialist. And so he had a specialist hospital where many people would come to. But what was happening was many corporations, many businesses, many institutions were owing my dad. And as a result, he's he couldn't keep up with his revenue because he was being owed so much. And right. things really became really bad. So on the, the national economy was down and then private economy was down as well. And so at the moment, uh, the United States was granting uh, immigration to certain individuals, um, and my mom happened to be blessed with, to become one of the ones that was that received that gift from the United States. And so we were able to move as a family, uh, my mom and my other two sisters first, and then my dad joined us. And so the the, the truth is, there wasn't too much of, of a shift shift except for the fact that we were moving to a more advanced nation but right. we were really traveled i mean you you need to see my my child passport it was this thick because <laughs> because i mean you know my my mom and dad would just come oh today you're going we're going to france tomorrow we're going to italy tomorrow oh, we're that is beautiful you know so they really exposed us they really again we went to private school we even though we were not top echelon earning uh, children of, you know, of, of parents that earn so mm -hmm. much, our parents really did their best to give us the very best. And so coming here was not a night and day experience. It was just, okay, we're taking the next step up. You know, it was just the, right. the next step up. We had been abroad several times. We traveled first class several times. We were, I was one of those children that during the holidays, we would run up the airport, run the escalators, you know, we, you know, yeah. we, we were just really blessed. And so, Coming here was just okay. We were just starting all over again. Uh, we weren't leaving as nice as we used to leave anymore. Uh, we weren't traveling as much as we used to travel anymore because things had just really gotten really bad. And and then you know as we as we came here, I adopted. I my first job was hair braiding. Mm -hmm. uh, I I wasn't a hair braider at home, but when I got here, I had to learn quick because I had to find a way to support myself and support my my mom. And my sisters, because again, we were getting started. The only thing we brought in was just suitcases, three suitcases, whatever the airlines allowed us to bring in was all that we were able to bring in. We, we left everything we had back home in Nigeria. And so we had to start all over again. I got started as a hair braider until I could qualify for in-resident uh, college tuition. I had finished high school in Nigeria. And so I had to wait out one year. And in that time I was braiding hair. I was supporting my aunt in her beauty salon and just working really hard and, and just starting my life all over again. And, and eventually when college opportunity came up, I applied and I was able to get started and, you know, yeah, you know, started my new life in Niger in the United States. That sounds like quite a journey. I completely understand what you mean by that. Um, just just 
being well-traveled and, and having that experience, I bet it, it taught you a lot. And I bet you learned a lot before you got to the United States as well. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. That nothing's permanent and that mm-hmm. there are many times you may need to start all over again. And mm-hmm. and I share that because I'm really big about starting all over again. I think life, life has so many challenges that it poses. And if you don't adopt the you can start all over again mentality, then you, you either may become depressed, you may think, you may feel isolated, you may mm-hmm. feel as though it's never me. And and many of the businesses that I've been blessed to start and grow and become successful in them were because I started all over again. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I want to put it out there for the person listening that you can start all over again, even if you've experienced good, you've experienced so much, and then all of a sudden life throws you a curveball and it feels as as though you're starting from zero, it is okay. It I look at it as you're you're receiving another opportunity to start afresh, to look in a different direction at what's possible. So if if you're starting again from zero, wow, that's an opportunity for you to discover another way that it can mm-hmm. be done, another way that you can be successful, another way that you can thrive, another way that you can rise above any challenge that you have. And so I'm so grateful that my parents suffered all of those financial losses in Nigeria because I won't be here today. I won't have the the grit, the commitment, the dedication that I'm going to 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 start and and find another way and do something different. For example, I got to learn how to braid hair. In Nigeria, I was a spoiled child in the sense that I didn't get to use my hands often, you know, except mm-hmm. at school. But coming here, oh my gosh, I had to put those hands to work. And in using those hands, I discovered several other gifts that God has put in my hands because of, of that zero, zero experience or downturn experience. Right, right, exactly. See, Sometimes it's hard to see when you feel like you're starting from zero that you have to kind of move forward and do something different. And it is an opportunity. And I I get that. So I'm glad that you were able to look at it that way and, um, you know, use it to, yes. to push you forward. Yes. Um, speaking of using your hands, I didn't notice <laughs> that you are quite the artist and you got a degree in computer information systems. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a bachelor's in business administration does not sound like the pathway to being the artist that you are. So how did we go from that degree to all this wonderful art that you're producing? Okay, so Sharice, let me tell you something. I am a journey girl, you know. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 and I'm still on the journey. So let's let's rewind. Let's back up even beyond the business degree. Okay. Okay. When I was in secondary school or high school, uh, and I took my oh, we take this test from middle school to high school. It's mm-hmm. a national test, and the test it's a it's a national test or national examination that kind of like, I don't know what you, there are many different state tests, but it's like a state test, state okay. test. And so you have to take it to determine your call, which direction you're going to go in high school. So when I did my middle school examinations, I did pretty good. And naturally, whenever you rack up a good list of A's in your state test or national test, you are in Nigeria, You you they, they tend to suggest the sciences for you because that means you must be a really intelligent child and you know mm-hmm. and intelligent quote unquote, unquote the intelligence 
children go to sciences. You know, it, right, it's it's right. kind of like a, it it shouldn't be that way, but in my culture, that's the tendency. And so I, when I when I did pretty good. I was very excited because one, as a child, I'm I'm grateful that everyone tends to see me as the, you know, the science student. I get to be in that special group, you know. Right. Right. And so I I took this this aptitude test with my counselor, uh, career counselor, and my aptitude test didn't actually show sciences. Hmm. <laughs> my aptitude test showed that I would do really well in the arts to social sciences. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and and when my counselor called me in for my one-on-one, and he he said to me, he said, Vivian, you you I know your 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 state test show you racked up some great A's, and yes, you should go to the sciences. He said, however, your aptitude test shows that if you do social sciences, you will excel with no effort. And I looked at him and I said, uh, what are you talking about? How, how am I going to go tell my parents that I should do the arts and social sciences? It's the students that don't, that, it's the non-intelligent students that, don't, that go to those classes, you know? Right. And that was the right. bias. That was the bias we had been sold as children, okay? And so he said, well, if that's your choice, if you want to go into the science classes, we'll place you there, but I just have to let you know what it is. And so, of course, I go into the sciences, you know, I choose the science path and I start this high school, you know, there's a way they group you. The science students go into this group. The social sciences go here. The the very art students go into this group. And so I get home. I tell my parents, this is my path. And then my dad asked me, are you sure? I said, he asked me, what do you want to do? I said, I want to become a doctor like my dad. You know, I want to become a doctor like my dad. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, yes. He tried to suggest other fields for me. I said, no, I just want to be like my daddy. Okay. Yeah. So your dad was trying to help you out. And you're like, no, no. I just want to be like my daddy. I'm, I'm sitting there like wondering, Daddy, why are you discouraging me from being like you? I don't understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I moved past that. I, we fin- I finished high school. And as soon as I finished high school, we moved to the United States. When college opportunity comes up, I begin this pre-med path. And so I go, th- I go through freshman. I tailor my class- classes along those paths. And then I get to sophomore. And by the time I get to sophomore year, uh, Cherise, oh my gosh, I, it really becomes a burden for me. And I start to think, can I really do this? I mean, I would still get A's in my chemistry classes, but Cherise, I would have to work so hard to get that. And then mm-hmm. one day I'm in a conversation and there, there's some students talking about, oh, there's a new degree. It's called, it's not, it's not computer science. I knew I didn't want to do computer science. You know, yes. I knew I didn't want to do the science of computers, but the, the, they talk about this new degree it's called computer it's business degree but then you major in computer information systems which is the application of computers and business and okay. it intrigues me it really captures my attention because i from a child i'd been supporting my mom in business i love the idea of business i would i was like a little little trader girl for my for my mom my mom used to import ibm typewriters into nigeria okay. at that time and so I would sign off on invoices. I, we had similar handwriting. So they would let me just, my mom would just involve me. My mom also had a trading business with fashion. She loved fashion. Okay. Uh, she, had, she would sell handbags and shoes. And so I would take handbags and shoes to my teachers to sell. <laughs> You know, I was kind of like the career girl. You were ready. You're like, come on, give it to me. I'm going to make this money over here. (laughs) I would help my teachers pick out, you know, what they needed to wear. I was just, I really loved that. So I recalled 
all of those things. I remember maybe also selling my art doing as a child, uh, art child, I would draw up art, enter into competitions and win, or, you know, do an exhibition and people will buy my painting. So I was very exposed to the business world. And so in this group, I was sitting quietly and these students are talking about computer information systems. I don't really get into the conversation, but I take the notes and then I go to the council and I say, hey, I hear that there's this new degree. I'm thinking it's something I can do. Mm-hmm. And they walk me through and they're like, are you sure? And they're like, yes. And so I go, I do the transition. They start switching me up. They say, well, the good thing is you haven't gone too far. They say, maybe you may lose one or two classes, but you haven't gone too far to have, and you can still do the switch. And okay. so I do the switch. I don't tell my mom. I don't tell my parents. I just do the switch. And then I, and then I, as I start to take the business classes, Cherise, it was like day and night. There were many tests that I wouldn't have to study for and I would ace. I got the concept of business. I was, it it was, I was just naturally great at it. In fact, I would do marketing classes and my, there was one time one of my, one of my professors called me to the side and said to me, he said, Vivian, oh my gosh, I wish you did the entire presentation. You are great at this. I wish I could keep you in my faculty. You are just wonderful at this. And so I would do, you know, I was really great, naturally great at presentations. And if I was in the group, I would shine. I knew how to order my my, my content. I knew how to lay out everything. I was very organized. You know, I was just extremely naturally, I'm a naturally gifted, organized girl. Just naturally gifted. And so I remember one presentation I made and this professor called me to the side and said, he said, be honest with me. He said, who wrote this presentation for you? Mm. I said, sir, I did. And, uh, you know, and I, I felt he could have ended it better because he, you know, but I let's set that aside. I felt he could have ended it better. But in any case, I told him, I said, sir, I did. He said, he was just wondering, how can you be my student and you knew to order your presentation like a professional presenter? Because I'm uh, amazing, that's why. That's what you should have said. <laughs> and, and I said, to, and in my heart, I said, sir, you know, can't you even think that maybe this is a gift rather than maybe thinking I went to copy somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think he made me do it again, meaning he gave me another assignment. I delivered this, you know, still was creative. I was, my creativity came forward and all of that. And, and so anyway, Fast forward, I I go through this computer information. I do this business degree. I end up doing really well. And along the way, doing computers allowed me to get into the web. The web was at the, we were, we were part of that group that brought the web to life. You know, when we were hard coding HTML, we were, when it was still HTML 1.0, then 2.0, then 3.0. So I, I, I was able to, I had the opportunity to take the coding aspect and bring my creativity into it. This art side of me, right? This Mm -hmm. art side of me. And so I would develop websites and, and I was a great visual uh, and developer of websites. And I kept up with that skill and all of that. My senior projects in school, I did really well. My, it was web web work that I did. My websites would shine and all of that. And so I, I got into all of that, used that to, to, to get started. I guess maybe I got the discipline and the science of business, you know, mm-hmm. because there is a science to business, you know. Yeah, I got that yeah. aspect done. And then once I 
finished up my final year in school. I was interning for this company and this company uh, got hit. They got they they came down when Enron went down, and so I they were supposed to take me on full time, but because of the economy shake that Enron brought with it, I never could make it into corporate America. I got laid off. I got to work and I got laid off, and so I had to find other ways to to earn to grow, and I resolved to my natural abilities and my natural gifting. I had the practical business side. I had the 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 knowledge or the education business side. I put it to work, got got uh, escalated my small petty businesses that I'd been doing over the years, mm-hmm. took it up a notch and then started my own line of businesses. And then each year I would look within and pray and say, God, what's what's next for me this year? And I remember after several years of doing, of running a beautiful stationery slash design slash branding company, agency, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I, I felt after much prayer, I felt like it was time for me to build up my, take up my art gift again. Uh, in other mm-hmm. words, bring a business side to my art gift. And so I Absolutely. picked up my pen again. I started drawing. I did a whole collection, tried to put it out. I did an exhibition, tried to put it out there, tried to take my, my art and apply it onto products. I noticed that if I didn't want to be a starving artist, then I would need to really bring in my business side and right, find right. and use my art to solve problems for consumers. Either put it on household goods, put it on more, rather than just the good old faithful art, you know, wall art, you know, there were other things I needed to do. And in doing that, it helped me to evolve. I got excited again that, you know, I've got all these gifts in my hands that I could use. And as I, as I kind of accomplished that, Again, every year I seek what's next for me, God, what's next for me. And in doing that, I discovered that I, there was this, I had not done anything with my gift of planning and organization. Of course, I had produced, I had helped to produce several weddings, several events, you know, which was one aspect of my many businesses. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just helping the consu- somebody else like me, right. I noticed also that as I, as I was thriving in business, many people would come to me because it just felt like every year there was something new I was doing and I was being good at it and I was being successful at it. And many people wanted to know what I was doing different. And, and Cherise, I didn't know this for a long time, but until recently that the difference was one, I wasn't the most gifted person. I, I'm not the greatest artist. I'm not the greatest business girl, but one gift that I had that made me stand out was the gift of organization and planning and following through on those plans. Mm-hmm. And many people don't have that. And okay, I know. <laughs> many people don't have that. So you have many people that are very gifted. They are yes. intelligent people, but yes. because they're not organized, because they don't know how to plan out their 1 million ideas, they don't get to become as successful. So in fact, I started labeling myself the more the more than one talent girl because yeah. everywhere you go, they tell those of us who are more than one talent, they tell us to focus on one thing, right? That's mm-hmm. what they tell us. What mm-hmm. they well, they are they are true only to some extent. Okay? They are true only to some extent. Culture has taught us to focus on one thing. That is not the right way. That is not the way for you to become all of the things that you've been created to do. In fact, 
if you study scripture, if whether mm-hmm. you're a person of faith or not, and you go to Genesis chapter one, just read Genesis chapter one, you will find that God is a more than one talent creative. He, mm-hmm. Because if you, if you take the text, if you take the text, you know, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then right. when you read the Chronicle, day one, God created this. Day two, God created this. Day three, yes. God created this. And yes. so if, now let's bring that to our everyday life. It's kind of saying, day one, Sharice created this. Does that make sense? Day two, right. Sharice created this. And each creative item that God made was different. It was mm-hmm. very different. And, but, but here's the deal. God created several different things. However, he did it with what I call, I call it the, I call it the, the creation method. God was a, God is a more than one talent, uh, being. Okay. However, he went about it in a very special way. What right. he did was he picked seasons. I teach this in, in a large scale, but day one was a season for God. Day two was a season for God. Day three was a season for God. Now, because right. we are not God and we don't have his power. Well, mm-hmm. we have access to his power, but we are not, we're not like him, you know, in one, in just all the time. You right. Know, right. We need we're humans. His, yes. We're, <laughs> we're humans. We need, we need his, his capacity to be, to become many things. So all I did, what, what I, what I found that was happening for me was God was leading me to adopt his model. So mm-hmm. for me, season, a season for me can be a year. So every year, Sharice, when I'm coming into a new year, I plan out who do I want to become this year. Right. right. And that year is a season. So that a whole year can be day one for me. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, it you makes know, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do I want to create this year? And so as I adopted that pattern, I found out that every year I would become very productive. I would become, I, I mean, people would admire, golly, we didn't know you had this inside of you. And so that's where focus comes in. You can focus, you can, you can, this is how to apply your focus. Who do I want to focus on becoming in this season of my life? Okay. Right. And you focus on it and you pl- you have a plan and you follow through on that plan. And so Sharice, over the years, that's how I've become this or I've become that. You, you said you've done research on me. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, some, I guess you, you were just like, oh my God, what does this she do? I well, mean, <laughs> I, I looked up, I said, okay, we have a podcast starting that launched in 2014. We have your blog that launched in 2013. We yes. have your art studio in Texas. You're making yes. invitations, doing yes. weddings. Things. And yes. then here we go. You're you you're a, an author. I mean, come <laughs> yes, on. Yes. Your book titled Fresh Start, Fresh yes. Start, the step by step journey to rebuild and renew your life. And then yes. let's not stop there. <laughs> we got these beautifully produced planners. I said, I, okay, listen, I don't know. <laughs> If she bottled this up, I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what, if you tithe, I don't know if you got a special preacher. I don't know what verses you're reading at night or what oil you got under your bed. But baby, I need all of it. I need all of it. I need the spiritual. I need the physical. I need the books. I need the podcast. Because you are correct. Those of us that are multi-talented is a struggle because what they tell you is, listen, you can't make money doing everything. That's what yes. they You yes. cannot make money doing everything. Yes. And I, I completely yes. understand where you coming from, but you are you you are like like the the Michael Jordan of <laughs> <laughs> doing all the things. Like yeah, I'm a sports 
excuse my my, my reference, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm, it was perfectly fine. We love Michael. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. Go ahead and say it. You were right. I know her story is amazing, and I'm so glad that I got an opportunity to share it with you today. But it's not over. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Sus. I came here to hear all about her story, but I also want to know what's up with this amazing business that she has. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to get into that in the next episode. You heard me say the whole Michael Jordan of doing all the things. So stay tuned to this podcast. In the next episode, we'll get into part two of Vivian's story and talk about how she does all the things and where she gets her inspiration from. You already heard a piece of it today. When she talks about how God is really feeding into her life and helping her to succeed. So if you want to hear more about that, make sure you stay tuned. As a matter of fact, make sure you head on over to her website at notique.com and grab you one of those planners. I got myself one and I absolutely love it. If you're really wanting to follow her, go ahead and check her out on Instagram at notique brand and Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you think. Until next time, bye.